Evening all, and thank you for joining us. This is the Wombles Had a Dream, the number one AFC Women podcast. This is the Sunday debrief where we discuss everything that's happened in the week of Wimbledon. Uh, so we'll be going through Saturday's game, the 4-1 defeat to Morecambe. We also can go through the Don's Trust and discuss mine uh, and Danny's podcast during the week that we spoke to Graham Stacey. Uh, I've got new headphones in. Uh, I'm not really a fan of them. There are these wireless ones that are right in my ear, so I'm struggling with them, to be fair. So if there's any heavy breathing as such or stuff, then uh, just bear with me. Just trying to get used to them. So, uh, yeah, bear with me. So, as you know, the score most of you on here, if you are new to the Sunday Debrief, what we do is we ask for you, you to give us your opinions on the week of Wimbledon. So press that speak button if you have anything you want to get off your chest. Uh, if you want to come on and say anything, press the speak button. We'll go for it. We'll debate it and, and we'll discuss it with like-minded Wimbledon fans. If you unfortunately can't speak, you're busy, you're in a place where it doesn't allow you to, or you're just too shy, send some of your uh, comments over to us and we'll go through them best we can. Uh, but yeah, we'll start with Saturday's game to Morecambe, a 4-1 defeat after a 4-2 defeat to Atkinson on Tuesday. Uh, Johnny Jackson started with Bass, uh, Ogundia, Johnson, Lewis and uh, Curry. And then midfield of Nurfield, Reeves, Little and Tilly. And then it was Bugle and uh, Ali up front. First off, I thought the boys done done okay, done well. Ali should have scored. 100% he has to score that chance that he has where got to say it was brilliant defending from their player, but he should just smash that into the goal and we go in 1-0 up at half-time. Uh, second half, first half, not really m- many chances from Morecambe to talk about. Uh, I don't think we had too many chances, to be fair. I know people are going on about the stats of the game and it was never a 4-1 if you look at the stats, uh, but I can't really think of too many chances. Maybe Joe Lewis from the corner where he headers over. But other than that, I don't think we really worried their keeper first half other than that alley chance. Uh, second half, we started. Uh, I do not know what Johnny Jackson says to the players at half time uh, because we come out and within, what, five minutes, I think it was, we were 1-0 down. Uh uh, there was a shout for a penalty for the second goal, and then I don't know what happens with our defending. Uh, Bass, I asked the boys earlier, and this is a question I'll ask the people listening that you can come on and, uh, and, and say, is Bass much better than Zanev? Because if Zanev makes the mistakes that Bass has been making, especially the one on Saturday where I don't know how it, he don't kick it out, or kick, you know what I mean, he just they think it's going to be a penalty. The kid runs through. Mix up Bash goal. My mate said I'm having a laugh. Bash is miles better than Zanev. But if Zanev had been in goal for the last few weeks, he'd be getting absolute pelters now. Uh, and Bash seems to be getting away with making a mistake in pretty much every game at the moment. Uh, so yeah, if you want to, if you think I'm a, I'm right or if I'm wrong, come and have a say. Uh, yeah, so four-one defeat away on the road. Uh, I did see a lot of comments straight after the game. Uh, they were very, obviously, negative. It was a very, very poor performance. I just don't think we turned up. This is two weeks in a row now where we have not turned up at all. Uh, I've said to Danny on the pod before that most weeks our players were six, seven. You ain't getting below seven on most of them. Where I think on Saturday, I think, what, Nerfield, Ali probably, 
were just above seven. They were all pretty poor. Five, fives I'd give most of them. Uh, and it's pretty poor now. It's pretty bad. And I said, after halftime, I don't know what Johnny Jackson is saying to him. A lot of shouts, obviously, as expected, with a defeat like that of people wanting Jackson out of the job. I'm not in that camp yet. I don't think he uh, he should be leaving anytime soon. I think this is a bit of a blip. And I know people say, well, we had blips last season and we didn't end up getting out of it. But we are a better team this year. We're a better squad. Mix has mentioned it previously on previous uh, debriefs that we should be in the playoffs or around. We should be much higher than what we are at the moment. We're in 10th. I've seen comments regarding our budget, that our budget is a 16th uh, budget. But for me, budget doesn't mean anything when we've got the squad that we've got at the moment. We've got Ali, who's probably one of the best strikers in the division. Joe Lewis is probably one of the best centre-backs in the division. Reeves was last year and was to the last few weeks, one of the best midfielders in the division. So what has happened to us in this week? And George said it on the on the podcast when he came on, uh, young George Brown, said that the next month is huge for us because we are in a League 2, proper League 2 teams. Barrow away, Accrington on Tuesday, and then at Morecambe away. Long trips, proper League 2 teams, proper teams that either one minute they can go long ball and batter you the next minute against Morecambe. They can play, uh, and they did. Uh, and I thought they were they were very good for their for their win on Saturday. Mick has come to save me. Thank God for that. I was talking to myself for about an hour. I thought it was Mick. How are we? Did you didn't go? Did you go to Morecambe? I know you went to Barrow. Did you go to Morecambe? No, I mean I was at a wedding, Lean. I didn't actually see. I, I can't offer any insight on the game because yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually see. I was at a wedding all day. I've seen the goals and the and the highlights, but. Um, but no, I didn't see it. And I mean, a couple of a couple of lads that I know that did go said it didn't actually feel like a four-one game. But um, which which is all very well, and it's and it's kind of good to hear that. But obviously, it's a it's a poor result, you know. And and it's probably these bad results, couple of bad results we've got. I don't know what you think, mate, but I think they've probably they've probably been coming a little bit. As you know yourself, I'm a, I'm a little bit less inclined to get the bunting out and. When we go away and draw nil nil and don't have a shot, but then and, and I've I've kind of seen one of these results coming. But the important thing is now. I mean, I'm totally in agreement with you. I'm not not let's not get into Johnny Jackson's got a go thing and all that. The weird thing is, Lee. The weird I've got to laugh at this. The weird thing is, people that were walking around and saying to me, "Where's all the Jackson haters now?" When we were doing okay, they're the ones that want him out. <laughs> I, it's because I turned off at 3-0, I ain't going to lie, I, I switched it up, I was at home, Mrs was out all day, Saturday on the booze and I was at home with the kids and I turned it off 3-0, I put the old Classico on because uh, I just knew what was going to happen, I don't know why we can't play in Pitwis, the problem I've got with it at the moment Mick, and Kevin's come on to speak as well and anyone else who's listening, is it's the same trends that are happening last year that were happening with Robbo, do you know what I mean, we, we play in 20 minute segments and if we're bad in them 20 minutes, we could be 2 or 3-0 down. And I think you're right with regards to that has been coming. Like Mansfield away, 0-0, great great result on the road. We missed a penalty, probably could have won that game. But Mansfield had a lot of chances in that game. If you had gone away and we've lost 2 or 3-0 away to Mansfield, you probably would have gone, oh, actually, that's probably a fair result. I think we yeah. were right there. And I think we, I think someone put the stat up earlier. I know I'm not, I'm not a big fan of stats, but not the stat, but we haven't beaten anyone uh, in the what top half of the table? Uh, yeah, Lee, can I just say I, I hear that, and, and um, 
and the lads who who are, who are now saying, you know, time for the manager to go, and I, I hear them. I, I, you know, I, I do understand all that, and we haven't our results haven't probably been as good as they initially appeared, and the rest of it. But by the same token, we haven't become a bad team in a week. And um, I mean, our defence. I think anyone would accept and agree that our defence has been rock solid, and we've gone away from home. And I've, I've, I've been there, and so have you, watching it. And we've, we've look, we look like we're not going to concede a goal for Blade till next Tuesday. It's, we've been absolutely rock solid. I mean, I think sometimes we've lacked a bit going forward, but defensively, sheesh, there's no question. We're, we've been a really good team. Whereas, I mean, looked at the goals on Saturday, I've only seen the goal. I mean, the first one, the lad Mellon gets put through, and there's not a centre-half in the picture. Where, where, where are the centre-backs gone? And um, but the good thing is with things like that, that's sort outable. I mean, I think if Johnny Jackson and Skivers and that get on the training ground, they can sort that out. If we get solid at the back again, then we can start having a look. But I don't personally think that now is the time to be uh, talking about um, Gareth Ainsworth or the Cowley brothers or anybody. We've got a manager. He's good. You can argue all day long about whether he should, whether he should have given given him the job at the start of this season or whether he should have got rid of him. But now we've stuck with him. I always said, if you stick with the manager, you've got to stick with the manager. So let's see how he gets on now. Can he can he arrest this bloody tailspin that he didn't do last season? Can he do it this time? No, I, I, I agree with you there. I'll, I'll go to uh, Kevin in, in one second and Sanchez just asked. Uh, I want to come back to you on the point that someone made earlier in regards to the, our next few fixtures are quite tough. I think Cheltenham is a winnable FA Cup game. But then after that, we do play some tough games. And if we get, say, to MK and we haven't won a game, we could be going 10 games without a win again. And the problem you've got with Johnny Jackson is because of last year was so bad and a lot of people wanted him out, which I think is still fair, it, 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 that would always be in the background for me. It's always going to be there. We could go three or four games without a win like we have now and people are shouting for him to be sacked. Do you know what I mean? We could now turn it around, beat Cheltenham, which I think is an ideal game for us. They're not in great form. I know they've picked up a little bit, but it's a good game to have. And we need to now start picking up points again. And, and, and with an FA Cup win into the second round would be huge on Saturday. But it is a worry that we are going to we are seeing trends from last year coming into this year again. Kevin, how are we? You good? Yes, mate. Very good. Yeah, all good. I like everyone. Um I just want to pick up on Mick's point, yeah, when he talks about us not becoming a bad team overnight. Um, I think, in all fairness, we got to realise that we, I mean, Accrington on Tuesday were probably, I think, without a doubt, the best side I've seen down there all season and in a long time. They absolutely played us off our part. We we killed ourselves, 100% killed ourselves, but they played some really, really good fit, but football and just done a number on us. You know, it's a proper, 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 not just a League Two side. Now, to be honest, I think it's a bit of a disrespect to them. They were a good footballing side that really showed us how to play. So I, I sort of half agree that we haven't come about, become a bad team overnight. But I do think we've had a couple of footballing lessons. Yesterday, I was with you, mate, at 3-0. At three I turned it off. And to be honest, and it's something I've never, ever done, Tuesday night, when when the fourth goal went in, I got up and walked out. It was so just, I can't watch away, away fans enjoying themselves anymore. So, um, Saturday, who knows, we're at home. So, maybe we might beat them in the replay, but I'm not quite sure about beating them at home, mate. I, I, get, I get what your point is. Our home form is absolutely terrible, and I, I'd like to know why. 
Uh, I don't get the reason why it's so bad. And it, it isn't just been bad under Johnny Jackson. It's been bad previous to that. Since we've, since we've moved back into power lane, it's been dire. I just think it's a game that we should be looking to bounce back from because, that, again, they're not in great form. If we're looking to have anything to do with ourselves this year, we've got to be beating teams like Cheltenham in the Cup. Uh, Sant, what did you want to say regarding the game on uh, yes, uh, on Saturday? I didn't see it, to be honest, mate, so I can't talk about the game, but just a couple of points you made. Way too early to talk about Jackson going. So we've had, uh, was it the second best away record in the league? And now we got smashed at the weekend. We were rubbish against Accrington. They were everything we should be. Up for it from the first minute. They were strong. They were quick. But I just think a couple of points are we still can't score enough goals and now we're leaking them at the other end. So there is an issue. At home, I just don't think we play of any courage. What is our style? You can't just keep lumping it long ball because we then lose possession. We've got to see where we are in January for me. At the minute, it's not a terrible start. I think we need to be realistic as a fan base. We're not, we're not in my opinion, playoff contenders, but let's, let's hope and prove wrong. No, I agree. And I think the... On Tuesday, I think it uh, proved that the experiment with playing Harry Pell as a number 10 should be absolutely chucked out the window and never used again. Uh, I don't know where Harry Pell fits into the, the system now. My, my problem I have, and as I said, I'm, definitely, I'm not JJ out, uh, but my problem at the moment is there is no plan B. Someone said earlier there's no plan A, but there's no plan B. He's stuck to a, a system again this year, which is 4-4-2, or a formation, which is 4-4-2. And someone asked, uh, Dan Stew, SW19, asks, has Reeves lost his mojo? Past few games seems to be very quiet. I just think people are looking at us and they're, they're scouting us well now. Seeing that we play a 4-4-2, I think, what is it, Accrington played five across the midfield. Uh, Morecambe won the midfield by miles again by just flooding the midfield. And they're getting overrun. Reeves and Little just getting overrun in our midfield uh, and, and they're struggling to now pick up the game. Uh I'd have liked to have seen Ball come in. I, I think JJ's uh, lack of rotation of players has been poor. Uh, and I think we needed to bring in, say, Ball. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, yeah, I worry with our bench sometimes. I look at it and I think we've only got like, Davison on the bench, Pierce is on the bench. It's a big worry of mine, really, with regards to that. Adam, what did you want to say now? We're going to come to Rob. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think the players are looking a bit tired and I think they should give, give them possibly a rest for maybe one game, maybe we'll write off one game and say, write off one game and just say, forget about it and then rest, do the players two weeks rest and then it might come back a bit better. No, that's what I said. I said I think it's a rotation, the rotation-wise of of Jackson is is a struggle for me at the moment uh, and I can see why people are going on about Jackson out and stuff because... I said, there's players that look really leggy, especially yeah. I don't... I think only because Davison had a baby that he missed Barrow, uh, because I don't think you throw Ali in against Barrow after all the travelling that he has he had to do. No. Uh, and yeah, we look really, really... We do we do look leggy, and I, I, I mean, that is a way. And I can see I think, why people... Go on, mate. Yeah, I think we had two long trips away. I think they should have worked out that one and paid different squad probably for Morecambe than Barrow, but... Yeah, and it was always going to be tough, especially after That's Barrow. Right. Uh, Mick, Mick will, uh, will vouch for this. Everyone had trouble getting home, even the players. So, I mean, so the players, they wouldn't have trained on... They would have got home Sunday night. They wouldn't have probably trained Monday. Tuesday, we had Accrington. Or they would have gone in Tuesday and looked at Accrington. Uh, at Accrington Wednesday off, gone in Thursday to look at a light session and maybe look at Morecambe. Friday, travel up to Morecambe. It, it, it has been a nightmare week for us with regards to travelling. It's a lot of travelling. People I, think, I, think, 
I think the fans deserve a huge amount of credit for coming going up both games, really. I mean, it's amazing how many fans travelled. Uh, absolute mental. I think Don's vlog's listening. I don't know if he'll be a chat, but yeah, he spent... Superbly well, I think. I'm, I'm really impressed with everyone I mean, It's amazing. Yeah, fortunes, this, this, at least this weekend alone, going up to Morecambe and Absolutely. seeing that. I, yeah, I, I don't agree with people saying, oh, but the players should refund money. I think it's one of no. the things you take the chance when you go to a game that you are yep. going to... Unfortunately, I've been on many spankings, but I've also seen us win away sometimes as well. So, yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Rob, what did you want to say regarding the game on Saturday or anything else? Yeah, good evening all. Um, just wanted to pick up on a point a couple of uh, people have already made regarding the Acton... Akronton uh, game um, I noticed they lost to Colchester at the weekend and Colchester are right down at the bottom so were they really that good or were we just bad or was it something in between I mean I just I just do wonder just because well especially at home our, you know our home form is pretty pretty poor isn't it we, we had 20 minutes in the game against Morecambe where we were really really bad like terrible like that's what lost us the game 20 minutes. Morecambe, you've got to remember, had three players injured, three players suspended, and they had three doubts. I don't know if the doubts played or not. I don't know enough about Morecambe's squad. But we were speaking, I think Daddy Baker spoke to a Morecambe representative on their pod or one of the local news agents. And they said, yeah, they had six players out on Saturday. And the players they brought in all shone and wanted to have it, where we bring players in, like Pell against Atkinson, just didn't didn't do enough now to get back in the squad again or in the team again. Uh, yeah. That's the difference, I think, sometimes. You've got players that really want it, like they've now got a selection headache because they did do well against Colchester, but they smashed us. So, Yeah, but yeah. just particularly my point was really on, on the Atkinson game because they looked so much better than us, but yet they've gone and played and lost to Colchester, who are down at the bottom. So I do wonder, you know, you know, is the team... And also... Pretty much in agreement, I think, with, with most people that Johnny just seems to stick to that same eleven rigidly, and it's only when he's in desperate that he starts making subs, like he had to in that particular game. But um, you just never see him making any tactical in change, you know, manage the games or anything. Of so, I just wonder how you know is he learning because he doesn't seem to be. Sorry, I thought you said Morecambe, not Accrington. That's my mistake. Yeah, it was Accrington, sorry, yeah. But that, that happens in football. Accrington turned up on Tuesday. They've done a number on us, scouted us, I think, really well. As I said, they, yeah. they, they've done the five across midfield. They wanted it a bit more. You've got to remember, they've got some weird stuff going on behind the scenes with their chairman and stuff like that. Uh, against Colchester, they're probably, Colchester have done the number on them. It happens in football yeah. and, and, and we'll, we'll go and beat, hopefully, Cheltenham or, or we'll go beat Notts County in a couple of weeks. It happens. Uh, I agree with you about Jackson. I am. My slight worry is he is so rigid. Once he gets a formation, he hasn't. He hasn't changed it. He won't deviate away from it. It looks like we're playing four four two. Yeah, I mean, it was like well, as we all know from last season, when he started trying to play out from the back, and he stuck to that for so long, and yet everyone on the ground could see it. And eventually, he changes it. But you wonder whether he's Skiverton or someone you know behind the scenes that's working with him. You know. Surely, there's, there's, there's got to be someone there. It's like, you know, they're in that role to give him advice and help him along, you know, because he is a young manager. But, um, yeah, sometimes I don't see it. But, uh, yeah, no, that was the only point I wanted to make. No, cheers, Rob. I think, okay. I think this week was a big week for Johnny Jackson. And, unfortunately, yeah. he hasn't 
the the test. I don't think he's passed it with flying colours. Well, I don't yeah. think he's passed it at all this week because he had a week where he could have used the squad a little bit more. Uh, he hasn't, and we've come away with one point, uh, which was a barrel away where we had, what, one shot or Reeves should have scored at the end. And that was yeah. pretty much it. Other than that, we've been smashed by Atkinson, smashed by Morecambe. I yeah, think we should, we've got to stick with him for, for the time being anyway. But then I suppose the question comes, how, how long does it go on for? You know, if we lose the next couple of games, then uh, it's going to, yeah, it's going to get difficult for him. No, I agree. agree. Mick, we'll come to you because you've got your hand and now I'm going to speak, uh, ask Ben Moran to speak. So, Mick, what did you want to say? Because I'm guessing you want to come back to some points. Yeah, just coming back on the Accrington thing, right? They were, they were a good team, Lee. I mean, there's no question about that. They played very well. I think in some respects, when, when people like yourself, and I've said it before, why why are we so poor at home? I think in many ways, they provided the blueprint, didn't they? In the sense that they came out of the blocks in the first two or three minutes, they were absolutely all over us. And far too often at home, we um, we play like a teenager getting out of bed, don't we? We 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 kind of stumble into the game like someone's like said, right, go on, go on, lads, have a bit of a go and let's see what happens. And it takes us 20, 25 minutes to get going, and then we wonder why the crowd don't get behind us. And and I mean, I, there's lots of times at home when you're sitting there watching it, and it's fifteen minutes gone. You're thinking, you're looking at your mates and saying, you know, whereas other teams when they come out of the blocks and they get going and they, they get on the front foot and they make things happen and they commit men forward and stuff. And I think, yeah, there's a bit of a blueprint there as to the way we should go. And I think in terms of in terms of Johnny, the, the test for him now, I mean, Ian Dowie used to talk about bounce-back ability, didn't he, when you could mm-hmm. And we, we, we singularly failed to have that last season. We, we had the opposite of bounce-back ability, whatever that is. And I think probably he'd help himself a couple of times. I remember seeing Klopp for Liverpool once when... Sadio Mane missed a penalty and Klopp said, yeah, it was my fault because I told him to put it to the goalie's right and I should have stayed out of it and that's why he missed, which was obviously nonsense. But Klopp took the blame for the player. Now, I think with on for Tuesday night, the the, the team selection didn't work. Did it? It, was, it, was, it was wrong. It was a poor selection, as it turned out. And I think Johnny would have helped himself coming out and just saying, look, it was my fault. It was my fault, not the lads. I picked the wrong team. I, I, think, I think when you do things like that, I think it... I think it engenders a bit more team spirit and stuff. And he sometimes has that tendency to, I, I don't know if it's, in, I'm sure it's not intentional in fairness, but it kind of looks like he's chucking people under the bus a bit. And it's something you've got to avoid doing with your players, I think. No, I, I, I half agree with what you're saying there. I, I, regards to uh, like the interviews and stuff after the game, he looked sulky yesterday. He looked like he was Johnny Jackson from old last year that people got Yeah, he did, he did. Do you know what I mean? But then he's probably sulky because he said, Tuesday that he didn't see this coming. We got, you know what I mean? We lost 4-2 to a, a better team. And then obviously it happened again on Saturday and he's probably thinking, wait a minute, this ain't the rut. I don't need this rut at the moment. On Tuesday, with regards to the team selection, we're all saying we need to rotate our players. We need to rotate the squad. We had Barrow Tuesday, do you know what I mean? And then Morecambe. He, he rotates the squad a little bit. He gives people a chance. It doesn't work. I get it. I think he should come out and say, look, the Pell experiment hasn't worked. Do you know what I mean? Or... Yeah, yeah, but can I just come back on that, Lee? I don't want to be on too much. Just come back on that team selection thing. Yeah, I agree with the, with the idea that we had to freshen it up and the rest. But I mean, I watched a little bit of Accrington. I put it, I put a thing on the blog about them before we played them, and they've got the lad up from um, Josh. What, what's his face? This six foot five lad, and they've got the two or three big lads at the back, and they're they're big all the way across the pitch. A big physical, typical League Two team. Well, to me, then, you don't de us when you change it around. I mean, the, 
the game, I mean, it was a game that had Omar Bugil written all over it, really, didn't it? I mean, before the game it did. And yeah, we but... chose that game to drop him. And it, that just seemed seemed odd to me. You know, I just thought, why then? You bring the lad Connor Lemon Hay Evans in, and he hadn't played, and we, we bring him in in that game. And it, it just seemed an odd odd call to me, you know. And it clearly didn't work. Um, no, I, I, I half agree with you again. I, I agree with the Evans point. I don't think he should have been chucked straight back in after I've been injured for for a few months. The Pell Bugle thing, I think Bugle, unfortunately, didn't have a great game against Barrow. Morecambe on Saturday was poor again. So I, I kind of agree. I kind of see why he was taken out of the, the Atkins game. As you said, it probably had his name written all over it. But I can see why it's been done because Pell's physical. Pell gets amongst it. Do you know what I mean? And it was it, it didn't work. It, it's one of them games where it didn't work and Atkinson was just superb across the pitch. Kevin, before I come to you, I'm going to go to Ben. Ben, uh, thanks for uh, much patiently waiting to speak, what did you want to say? Ben Moran, you still listening? Ben, last chance. Kevin, we'll go to you. Ben might be asleep. Mate, the whole Pell thing, I think the problem with Pell is where do you play him? You know, and I, I would agree. People clamour for the, you know, the squad rotation. They put him in Tuesday night. They've obviously looked and thought, oh, we can put a bit about. He's maybe played for, he's played for money. So they thought, oh, we'll be up for that one. Where does Pell go? You know, Pell, Pell's there the same as Brown, yeah, because we wouldn't get rid of him, him this year. We've just got to lumber on with him for another year. And I'm afraid with the shit state the squad was in, you was never going to clear this out in one window. So it's a case of just lumbering on with him. But where you play him, I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. And a follow-up from Mick as well. And yesterday and on Tuesday, if you looked at their loans, I mean, their number nine Tuesday was absolutely unreal on loan, I think, from Birmingham. The fellow who scored the empty net for the fourth goal, he was on loan from Norwich. And then Mellon's on loan from somewhere else as well. So if you look at their loans, they are far, far superior to anything we're getting hold of. I'm not 100% sure of that, Kevin. I think if you look at our loans, we've got Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis is a good loan. Uh, I can't remember the other loans. Now. Who else we got? We've got Evans, who weldy against Walsall. Me and my mate uh, Titch always have arguments about him because he says he's a good signing. I said, I don't know how you can class signs as a good signing when they've only played one and a half games. Uh, but yeah, he's an okay loan. I think our loans are okay. I just think at the moment, we're not. Ali just doesn't look the same player as he did last year. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't, he isn't scoring the goals. He's not playing enough with us because, unfortunately, he's on international duty quite a lot at the moment. Uh, and I think, yeah, we're we're struggling further up the fields now. Uh, I think, as we've said, mate, as we keep saying, we're short of a striker, aren't we? We've, you know, he's he's done very little else cope wrong, but he's probably dropped to Rickett by not getting a full striker. And whose whose idea was that? Was it his? Or was it Jackson didn't you know didn't want another full striker? He wanted more wide players that are just yeah just wasting, aren't they? To be fair, John G just made a great point in the comments. Tilly is also bang out of form since he had his injury, and Tilly's form has fallen off the cliff. Last three four games, I don't think he's been good at all. I'd have been looking to drop him. And what kind of annoys me, and I, I was one, and Joe will have a go at me for this uh, graphics guy Joe, uh, because I was saying all the players uh, should be out sent out on loan, all the youngsters. You've got Morgan Williams, who's absolutely smashing it at Woking and was playing well before he left us. He was played really well against Chelsea. And McLean, who played really well against Coventry. I know it was only 
a, a, a cameo appearance, but he done really well. As you said, we can't get rid of the Browns and the Pels. And now our players, who I think if we're going to be a mid-table team, which most of us uh, expect to be a mid-table team, and we'd probably be happy with mid-table this year after the last few years, mid-table, a few special moments. Uh, do you know what I mean? But I'd rather see McLean, Williams on that bench with Ball, Sasu coming on and giving their best and maybe doing an Accrington than what we're doing currently at the moment. Uh, Don's Vlogs, before I come to you, thanks for joining it. Mikey T, thanks very much for being patient and waiting. Uh, what did you want to say, mate? Yeah, thanks very much, uh, Lee. I just wanted to just make a quick point. Obviously, I don't want to dwell too much upon the two results, you know, on the face of them, 4-2 at home to Accrington, 4-1 yesterday at Morecambe. You know, on the face of it, it looks like we've been absolutely battered. But I think the key factor that has underpinned the two results is the poor starts we've made to both halves against Accrington and then the poor start to the second half yesterday. You give someone like, you know, a team like Accrington who can play a bit, they've got a wily manager, John Coleman, you get them 2-0 up in 10 minutes and they could have gone ahead even further before that if they hadn't messed up that indirect free kick. And then you've, can, you've sent the subs on at half-time um, and then within 30 seconds they've gone 3-0 up. So whatever you've said at half-time, you've thrown the kitchen sink at it in terms of substitutions and then you've kind of shot yourselves in the foot. And, you then saw how Bugil played. He got the two goals back as well. So without having given gifted Accrington the three goals and again, starting both halves poorly, you know, it, it could even have been a, a different result. Could even have at least have salvaged a draw. And then yesterday, um, we looked good going in the minutes leading up to um, half-time. We had opportunities. Um, Lewis had a header just over the crossbar. Bo um, Al Hamadi, of course, had the effort cleared yeah. off the line. And then you saw how we started the second half. Again, within 30 seconds, hesitancy in the defence allows uh, Mellon to run through and score. Then Bass drills it against Lewis for the second goal. And then Boogie makes a poor challenge for the third goal. So it's all been underpinned by the, the poor, those three poor starts to halves. And there's the speak, you know, the talk about, you know, it wasn't a 4-1 game yesterday. And to a certain extent, I'd agree. If, you know, take that 15 minutes out of it. Um, and not and not give ourselves too much to do to try and come back. I know the little pulled a goal back. We had other little chances as well. Uh, but Morecambe eventually, I think, resorted to just counter-attacks. And, of course, they made one of them stick when Mellon completed his hat-trick. So, yeah, poor results on the face of them. Certainly not not excusing the defending, but is it the you know, combination of the defending and just how maybe how slowly we started? Because, especially on, against Accrington, they started off, they went out as like an express train, you know, got right into their groove. And I'm just wondering why, why do we not maybe get right into the groove straight away ourselves and try and match them in terms of tempo and just general sharpness rather than allowing them that foothold into the game. And again, someone like John Coleman, he's going to you know manage and, and oversee the whole thing and make sure that it ends up as the away victory. But we've given both Accrington and Morecambe a major you know, leg up into securing those two victories by those you know four goals on each occasion. And obviously, as I say, you look on the face of them, both results and they look calamitous but just those key short periods of time in early in the both halves against Aki and the second half yesterday has underpinned the, the whole thing and obviously caused this massive hullabaloo that we've seen on social media and elsewhere No I, I totally agree with that and I think that's the problem when you give teams like Accrington a 2-0 head start after 10 minutes Accrington can then kind of sit back a little bit they can then go right let's let women and just come on to us and we'll hit them on the counter like again like you said Morecambe Morecambe ended up going right let's hit Wimbledon on the counter attack but they're three new up. So has he gone I mean, quiet for got... everyone? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, right. Just Mick. Uh, yeah. So I said, when you hello? when you give it to Mick, I think it's just you, mate. Everyone else, can you hear me? Sans, can you hear me? Okay, Kevin. Yep, yeah, loud and clear. Yeah, can you? Yeah, I can hear you. That's good. It's just yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, it's just me. Uh, sorry about that, Mike. Yeah, so uh, 
<laughs> he's throwing me right off there. Big Northern voice coming on. Going, hey, can you hear me? Uh, so, yeah, I think if you're giving teams like that, especially away from home and Morecambe, a free new head start, they can pretty much then dictate the whole game then after that. Do you know what I mean? We really did have to come at them. And I think one of the issues I had yesterday, uh, Mike, is that Johnny Jackson's subs were like for like again. So it wasn't, I know we're 3-0 down, but try and change it a little way, change your formation, push a defender off and, and put another striker on. But the subs are like for like, which I don't think helps with us trying to then get him back into games. Again, I said, as I said, I think his formations are so rigid now. It is a worry because we're going 4-4-2 every game. And I think we've done it last year with the, the 4 2 three, one, or whatever we played last year. Never changing it. We're easy to scout. And it's easy then to pick up and play against. Do you, do you agree with that? Yes, that could well be in the sort of a factor because obviously when you find yourself with those deficits, you know, 3-0 against Atkinson, 3-1, eventually as it was when Armani Little pulled the goal back, um, you've got to maybe try something a little bit different. I mean, as I said, when we went to uh, Morecambe yesterday, again, we've gifted them the three goals, having looked increasingly impressive in the minutes leading up to half-time. After they then went 3-0 up, um, we then had plenty of possession and knocking the ball around just as much as we had done in the latter stages of the first half. But then you could contend that Morecambe, having got that 3-0 lead, or being gifted it rather, they were happy to then maybe take their foot off the gas a little bit, sit back, soak up what we had to offer at them, get everyone back behind the ball so we could pick holes and find little gaps in the defence. Um, and then, uh, again, of course, then they've, they've gone and made it 4-1 on the, on the, on the counter-attack. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just the, the, the lapse of concentration at the start of each half, I think, has just been the major factor. And, again, as has been said, you know, maybe not a 4-1 game as such yesterday. Obviously, that's the final score. But just that 15-minute period just gave, gave the game to Morecambe. And I suppose to a certain extent, given how we started both halves against Accrington, on the Tuesday, you could even contend to a certain extent it wasn't a 4-2 game because, again, we gifted them the three-goal lead. You saw how Bugil played in the second half. He pulled the two goals back uh, and without such a mountain to climb that we left ourselves, again, may even have, have, have taken something from Atkinson. Maybe not yesterday because I think uh, we, we gifted the three-goal lead You know, with an hour gone, half an hour in the end was too, a bridge too far. I know we pulled a goal back. But, um, but yeah, it was just how we started and, we're, you know, again, whatever happened sort of uh, at half-time in both games and how we started on Tuesday against Atkinson has ultimately paved the way for the downfall. And when you give teams like Morecambe, who are in a good run of form anyway, unbeaten at home, of course, and Atkinson, who can turn it on, admittedly, they lost to Colchester, but you give, again, give them that type of lead and with someone like John Coleman in charge, you can oversee, make the little tweaks you might need to going forward in each game. Um, again, 3-0, it's, uh, it's pretty much game over, despite Bugio and his exploits pulling two, two goals back on Tuesday. So we've just capitulated defensively and then that's paved the way and given ourselves too much to do coming back. So again, it wasn't like we were battered from start to finish in both matches, mm. but obviously the scoreline might give that impression. No, no, I totally agree. And uh, Joe made a point earlier, Joe Mojo, both Accrington and Morecambe had won their previous three games before playing us. So they were on form coming with playing us in, in games. It weren't like we were playing a team that had only won one game or they'd been conceding goals. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I get your point regarding the way we start games. I'm going to go to Don's vlogs, then Rob, but I'm going to ask a question to everyone listening uh, regarding, uh, do you think that we could maybe cut the team a little bit of slack with regards to the travelling that they've had to do? As I said, Barrow away on a Saturday, Tuesday against Accrington, and then Morecambe. Do you know what I mean? Were we leggy? Were we tired? I mean, it's not a great week. Do you cut them some slack and hopefully we can get back on the road after? But let's go to Don's Vlogs. Don's Vlogs, how are we? Good? Hello, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. How are you? Uh, how's your wallet? 
Yeah, not too bad actually, mate. I've only literally just got through the door, like about ten minutes before coming on here. <laughs> you stayed in a caravan, didn't you? Up in Morecambe? Yeah, right? yeah, we did, mate. I've lost my fire stick as well, so I've got no TV either, which is going. <laughs> Why'd you take your fire stick from Morecambe? You're only up there two days. I know, but I went. To, there, I went to watch the Tyson Fury fight last night, so I'm going to waste my time, mate. Go on. <laughs> what did you want to say regarding yesterday? Yeah, but I don't really want to dwell on the two last results because I mean. It's just depressing, isn't it, really? But, I mean, do you think... Obviously, I know you touched on it a bit. Obviously, the squad, sort of the competition for places is kind of gone. So, the hunger within the players, you know, because, I mean, the starting eleven is almost settled now each week if you're picking. You know, you might have a few changes here and there in terms of the right back or... But, I mean, like, James Ball, he's done absolutely nothing not to be given opportunities... You know, he just sits on the bench, like bench warming. I mean, unless Sasu had a knock yesterday, there was no reason not to bring him on for 20, 30 minutes. You know, it's just like, you know, like Tilly's out of form, like you said, but I mean, these boys are going up there, just travelling all this way. And after time, they've probably got in their head, they're not even going to play. And they're just going to play the Papa Johns. I mean, like, we Ryan McLean didn't really do much wrong. You know, after the Coventry game, didn't really get a chance. He's gone out. I mean... Do you think the motivation and like to actually come off the bench and impact the game has kind of gone? Because I mean, like literally, even when they do, you know, even when they do impact the game, it's like you know they're not going to start again the week after. No, no, I don't think the motivation's gone because uh, with Paul, uh, as good as we maybe think he is, and he was having a good run before Little and Reese uh, came back from injury. Little and Reese were smashing the league to pieces. They looked phenomenal. Uh, as I said, I think, unfortunately, Jackson does need to use the squad a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, where was it the other day? Little Barrow away. I don't think Little played well. But against Atkinson, he played really well. Reeves has looked off it last two or three weeks, but you don't, you don't take your captain out of the team. Sasu's got to understand that he is uh, going to be used in that way. He's going to play 10 minutes here. I don't know why he wasn't available for the Atkinson game. Uh, no one's really said, but he came back in on uh, on the bench on Saturday. He must know that he's going to be used bits and pieces at the moment. Uh, and they have to take their chance when they come on. The problem, as you said, though, unfortunately, they're not getting minutes to get them chances, but they just hope that they will. Uh, and as I said, I think that's one thing I've got with Jackson at the moment is his rotation isn't great. I would have definitely bought ball in for one of the games, either Tuesday or Saturday, uh, maybe gone five across the midfield and gone four or five, one against Atkinson, try to match him. But yeah, because obviously, oh, like, after yesterday, kind of my little boy likes waiting by the coach when we stay up there and stuff to, and get a photo with the players or whatever. I mean, most of them look miserable. It's quite funny, some of the photos, because they're not even smiling or nothing, you know. But <laughs> I see Craig Cope on the way out and he just said, you're right, mate. And I said, yeah, yeah it's all good. It happens, doesn't it? You know, we're used to it, sort of. <laughs> it sort of happens this time every year. And he was like, no, it doesn't happen. Like, not, not when I'm here. It's not meant to happen. Like, But remember, I have only had one window. You know, so come January, you might see what we need and some better players coming in and the squad's getting stronger. Obviously, it might be a gruel till January or whatever, but, I mean, we didn't start bad, did we? So, uh, also, we've got to think about how much money Craig Copes will be giving in January because we have got a debt to pay. A lot of people forget that we have a stadium debt hanging over us and we just can't be spending money when we've got players like Brown, Pierce, Pell still in the squad earning decent wage when we could be getting rid of them and hopefully we'll get rid of them at the end of the season. I get Craig Coates' point that it doesn't happen on his watch and he's had one window. 
that window does look good, but we all know that he should have gone and got a striker and there was no point of Lakin coming in or Evans coming in. We should have gone and signed a striker on loan uh, or, or, or try to get a decent non-league one to come and sit on the bench because Davison... I th- the problem with Davison is Davison was our main striker last year. He's got 10 goals in League 2. Or League 1, sorry. Was it League 1? Yeah, I can't remember. It's been a long it's a couple of years. Uh, Davison was our, our main striker and he just looks like I'm playing football at the moment. He looks so off the pace. Yeah, it, it is worrying that he is our third choice striker. Uh, but but I, 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 I was sorry, mate. I spoke to is it Omar Bugal afterwards as well, and he said, "Oh, like, what do you think?" And I said, "Well, to be honest with you, mate, I think it's just too easy to play against us. Like you said, we've got no plan B. So literally, like a team coming to play us, we'll just basically go. This is how they're going to play. You know, there's no second way we're going to play. This is how. This is it. This is all we need to focus on." You know, it's not even like we've got the element of surprise where actually we're we're trained like we're we're trying to work out two methods of the way Wimbledon are going to play because when we come to them, they might do this or they might do this. It's just like no, they're just going to do this and that's it. You know what I'm saying? So it's literally like it's so inevitable. We could probably like teams we played last season probably just come with the same tactics, the same exactly the same as this season, but we might have a bit better players and. If squads can sort of neutralise us and not let us score, they're always in with a chance. Because, I mean, I know we were on top of the game at half-time yesterday. And I couldn't really see how we were going to lose it, if that makes sense. But we couldn't have honestly just gone in at half-time and thought that Morecambe were going to come out as bad as they were in the first half. No, and then we come out as bad as... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Morecambe yeah. we come out and play as bad as we did. And as Mikey T said, it's really a lack of concentration... Do you know what I mean? We don't come out the blocks firing. I said, Tilly's off form. Reese looks off it. Little looks off it. We can't go to games with 11 players and seven or eight of them be five out of tens. It's it just, you ain't going to win games like that. And I think that's the problem that we've had this week. Uh, cheers, Don's Vlogs. Rob, what did you want to say, mate? You've had uh, patiently waiting with your hand up kind of thing. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, um, with Jackson, sometimes I think he just doesn't show any initiative with subs, um, you know, especially at home. You, know, you expect him, you know, let's go on and try and win the game. He'll like hold off and then wait to see what the other team does. And I just wonder if he's holding off because he's lacking confidence or, or what is it? Because there's definitely something holding him back, um, you know, unless it, his hand is forced. I just think sometimes you just want to see the team go on and win the game rather than just uh, you know, settle for that draw or just play it safe. And I think the fans would really, you know, if, you know, if they they see you, you know, Sasu or whatever coming on, it, you know, it gets you excited, gets you off your seat. You think, yeah, come on, that we can win this. But you never see that from him. And I just wonder where that, you know, whether from last season he's just carrying over that sort of, oh, I don't want to lose this game. Let's lock up shop. And I think, for God's sake, we're playing at home. We should be, we should be trying to get the win here. Um, so that's a, I find that a bit of frustrating with him. And just on right. your point regarding the travelling, um, I don't really see that as an excuse. And I think that's the whole reason why you have a squad, which, again, sort of, um, you know, seeing players like Williams and so on go out and loan, you think, well, was there a real need for that? I just think maybe we could have held, them, held on to those guys and they would have served the purpose. Um, and just one final point, like, where you see someone like Sassu, I saw him in pre-season. He was playing up front, and you know he's got the lad's got something about him. Why won't Why won't he give him a go? Why don't he just you know let's chuck him up front, let's give him you know a half, and just see you know how it turns out because you know he's got 
he's got that unbelievable pace and he's just got that sort of no fear because he's young and doesn't, you know, he just runs at players. I just think, what, what's the worst that could happen if you, you know, try to change things up sometimes? But you never see that at JJ. No, no I, I tend to agree with you on that, Rob. But I think, uh, I think he needs to, uh, I think uh, Graham Stacey mentioned it on the podcast, that he needs to let the handbrake off. I think he is worried. I think, obviously, he's he's lucky that we've had a good... Well, he's not lucky, but we've had a good start of the season because as soon as the wheels have come off, or it seems the wheels have come off, the fans are on him straight away. Boss, JJ out, Jackson out. Do you know what I mean? We've been really good up to Barrow. Do you know what I mean? It's been one week of, of a few results. I know me and Mick said earlier, you could probably see a couple of these results coming because we've hung on in games, but we have hung on. We've defended really, really well. And we could have, like I said, Mansfield away, we could have nicked one nil up there and you wouldn't have been bothered. But if you yeah. walked away and went off 3-0, you'd have gone I, I think a lot of that there. is down to how good the back four have been playing, to be fair. Um, so they've got us out of jail a few times. But um, yeah, and, yeah and, and, I, I and sort of see this coming. Uh, and you can't blame Jackson, though, for the defence like Lewis and uh, running miles out and Ogandir being nowhere near where he's meant to be. Yeah. Lewis nowhere near where he's meant to be. Uh, Johnson, I don't know what he was doing on the first goal for uh, for Morecambe. Do you know what I mean? The ball as well trickles past two of our players who have dived into the line and it just trickles past both of them and goes in. You yeah. can't say that's Jackson's fault because that's the players on the pitch of not performing. Yeah. Uh, and, and as I said, I think it, I think he needs now to just let it go now and get some excitement back in. I, I do agree with let Williams go and uh, McLean go are two exciting prospects that we have. But we also got to remember they are prospects. They're now playing ninety-minute games in tough, tough football games. So yeah. that will only help them in their in their career and, and coming back to us in January if we need them to. But I, I agree. I, you look at our bench, and the problem is, as I think Kevin put on earlier, we can't get rid of some of these players. And some of these players are earning two, three grand a week. We have to put them in. Unfortunately, they're experienced pros as well. But I, I just hope that Jackson does get some balls behind him soon and goes right. Well, I'm going to throw Sassu on up front instead of Davison. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. I, I think that's one of the points. And I think he needs to do that. Otherwise, in four or five weeks and we haven't picked up another win, he will be without a job. And, and yeah. I think it will turn pretty quickly, which is, I said on the pod was always going to be a worry of mine if we do go a little run. And this is only a little blip. It ain't a big, big blip. It's a little blip that we've had. If we do go on a little blip, the knives will come out straight away. And it does seem to be the case. Kevin, the problem was was this was this was always going to happen on the back of last season where vast majority of people wanted him. He's he, he, he's done okay, yeah, because you can just imagine what this would have been like if these had been five games in. He's had a he's had a good little run. He's managed to dodge it, uh, but now it, I'd agree with you. It's going to be very quick. Yeah, people will get on the case, but. You you cannot you, you can't put aside the fact that they had him out of Charlton for exactly the same reason. Yeah, last season one trick pony playing the same football every week, not not you know trying things, not turning things around. I don't think anybody would moan, or there'd be far less people moaning if he had a go at something different. If he put Sasu up front, and bear in mind Sasu was a striker, yeah, so he's not doing anything that's outrageous, yeah. But if he had a go and tried some different things, do you know what people would maybe cut him a bit of slack and say, well, okay, yeah, we've had a bit of you know, it's been a bit shit, but at least he's tried to have a go, but. 
but when the substitutions are the same every week, the tactics are every week, like like Rob said, I think it was, you ain't got to scout us. It's You know what you're going to get. No, I, I totally agree with you, and I think that's the problem I have with it. When you look at the bench and you see people like Alex Pierce on there, uh, Josh Davison and stuff like that, uh, I, I, I take, I, the problem is Pierce is our only centre-back that we have available at the moment. Do you know what I mean? That's a worry to me because who do we put in? And we're saying about Williams and McLean, but who is who would you replace? I'd have Evans over McLean at the moment because Evans is a League Two footballer. He has experience at that level, and we saw against Walsall what a player he could be. I, again, it's got to be on Jackson that Jackson threw him straight in against Atkinson, but then we had no Sasu, and we don't know why Sasu was missing in that game. Uh, and I think yeah, Williams comes in. Who's Williams going to replace on the bench? We need Billow on there. We need Pierce on there. James Ball's on there. I, you take you take Davison out. I don't know if you do that at the moment. It is that it is a it's a tough one, and I think that's where the manager is, is struggling maybe a bit. Matt, I mean, the other, sorry, the other the other thing I was going to say was was what is Skiverton up to? Skiverton's supposed to be there, so that's one of two things. He's either too pig-headed, Jackson, to listen to him, yeah, or Skiverton's just sitting around because. That's the whole idea. He's there to give him a bit of experience to help him out, surely. I can't have that. I can't have that, Kev, because it was meant to be more defensive and stuff. And our defence up until Barrow has been, well, after Barrow has been absolutely immense. We've been the best defensive team in the league, the best away record in the league up until Morecambe. Do you know what I mean? So we, I think we, it's, it's not, we can't continue what we did last season. This has been a new season. It has been better. We've got a better team on the pitch. Uh, it's just this week has been, as I said, a small blip. It's now up to Jackson, Skiverton and then the team to sort it out and, and get people back on board straight away because otherwise it, it can be a slippery slope and we could be, uh, yeah, it could be the same as last year. But I'm hoping, hoping that won't be the case. Matt, what did you want to say, mate? And then, uh, Mike, did you want to say something then, Mick Dorr, or did you just come back on speak, Mike? Oh, yeah, I just wanted to make just a very quick point, Lily, just about the travelling. Um, because obviously, yeah, the, the, the sequence we've had, you know, in the space of 25 days has been close on 2,000 miles. Um, you know, I remember once we had York City away on two Saturdays in a row back in 2012, and then Exeter away was on the Tuesday night. Then you go back to the promotion season from the Blue Square Premier. You know, space of a month, we had Newport away, Darlington away, Bath City away on a Tuesday night, Fleetwood away on a Tuesday night, York away on a Tuesday night, the Gateshead game on the Friday night with all the home games we had kind of interspersed uh, in the midst of all that. So it's certainly been a hectic uh, period of travelling. Um, but I just think that if, if indeed yesterday was a bridge too far in that respect, then it would surely have kicked in maybe right from the off because we were actually decent, you know, leading up to um, sort of half time. Um, so it was only whatever happened at half time that suddenly made us look maybe disjointed and lethargic and made us go from having conceded three away goals in the first 12 hours and 45 minutes of play away from home and then concede that again, three goals in the space of the first 15 minutes. So uh, no doubt the travelling, you know, must, you know, must have an effect to a certain sort of degree. And obviously it's been very hectic for fans and players and obviously, you know, having to go all over the, the country, overnight stays, et cetera, et cetera. But I just think if that did apply yesterday, it would have applied right from the off rather than just the start of the second half, potentially. Yeah, I get your point. I can see, though, that the start of the first half against Morecambe is adrenaline. So you get there, you're buzzing for the game, the adrenaline gets you going, could have gone 1-0 up. You go, in at, you go in at half-time, a bit deflated that you're not 1-0 up, and then you come out second half and just have 20 minutes a nightmare. And as I said, we've got to remember these players ain't premiership footballers. They're not standing spa hotels or five-star luxury hotels, fly into games. They are going up by train. Barrow, that I, I, 
I know they all got stuck and they didn't get home till mega late and we had a game on Tuesday, which showed, I think, and that, that's it. But Matt, what did you want to say? Then I'll come to Mick. Yeah, hello, mate. Um, just, a, just a couple of ones. I don't want to repeat everything everyone's already said about Jackson and, and, and most people on here probably know I'm not his, I'm not his biggest fan, but I think the, the biggest one for me, and I know people say it's time, etc. but it, it, the biggest one, he hasn't learned anything from last season. You know, I think we've talked about this, you know, the subs are the same. There's no plan B. You know, he's picking the same players potentially out of form. You go back to last season, he continually puts Woodyard, you know, when there were other players available. It, it, it baffles me that, you know, that people still want to give him more time. I think he's, you know, he's had this many games. He hasn't learned anything. There has to be someone new. My biggest fear, though, is the people making the next selection are the same people that made the last selection. So it's going to be Mick Buckley, likely, is going to be still be around to make this. One is, is he actually going to have the balls to make the decision to get rid of Jackson? Because Jackson's his man. You know, he's pinned his, his flag behind him, 100%, come out, defended him in, on the fans forum, defended him at the back end of um, going into this season. And, you know, I think he knows if, if he doesn't, if he, you know, if Jackson goes, potentially then Buckley needs to go with him. Um, but then is who he's going to bring in this new manager? Because you've then got this whole Don's Trust board set up. You know, if Buckley's gone, do we then end up with another ex-Don Trust board person in that same position, being the head in the recruitment? Or will Craig Cope be given the power to kind of be the recruitment? Because at the moment, the reporting structure is Craig Cope is the same level as Johnny Jackson. They both report into Mick Buckley. Yeah, and no, I said that before on the podcast. I found it very strange that Craig Cope is the same level as the director of football. He should be above Johnny Jackson and should be one of the ones who makes a decision on his job. I don't agree with you, Matt, on the fact that Johnny Jackson, has he learned any lessons? I think he has because the way we've, we've, we've played this season and we've, we've started really well. Do you know what I mean? Last year, we don't smash a team like Tramia 4-1 and stuff like that. We don't go to Mansfield and draw 0-0 under the cosh. Do you know what I mean? Nearly, nearly score that. As, as Michael T said, against Morecambe, if we go 1-0 in at half-time, it might be a different game. Uh, I think, I think, I think we need to... That's having really... better players. That's not Jackson tactics. I I wouldn't be I can't give you a game this season where he where I go he's tactically outthought the other manager he's just got better players in the in the positions from last season that's played this one plan that he has that you know that he has no fallback on it and as we've seen when it goes wrong he he has no clue what to do literally no clue no and I I tend to agree with you on that but I think we need to give him say the next four or five games to go right has he learned any lessons because we've got enough points on the board right, okay so we're, we we should be okay now do you know what I mean we're not saying but if he doesn't win the next four or five games if we get to say Swindon at home which is two FA Cup games we have Doncaster at home uh, we have the Scum away uh, who else do we have and we have Notts County at home if we lose them and we're at the FA Cup then yeah we, we then can start questioning has he learnt anything if we go at home on Saturday at Cheltenham and we just do, we beat them and, and there's a good performance, do you know what I mean? And we go up to MK and we smash them. I We have to give them that kind of opportunity now. I really do. I, I, I get what you're saying. Mike Buckley's man, they've, they've put their, their uh, post, what is it, their flags on the post or their mask or whatever. They've, they've, they've done that. I think now he really has to turn it around now because otherwise yeah in four or five games there could be up well, especially at the moment with all the Don's Trust stuff going on yeah we don't want it getting toxic like it did last year and that is a worry of mine but I think we need to give him now till the next next round of the FA Cup which is the 2nd of December and see where we are then and if we have not won a game since 
questions can be asked because then we will need to change the manager to kind of hopefully finish mid-table. Mick, what did you want to say, mate? Yeah, just to come back on that one, Lee, really. I mean, we can all talk about tactics and rotation and and all that sort of stuff, all we like, really. But um, ultimately, this was always going to be the big test, wasn't it? We, when we've lost a couple of games, and as I say, it, it kind of amuses me that people, who, the same people who are wandering around saying, where are the Jackson haters now when we were winning? They're the same people now that want rid of him. I, I can't understand that. But um, it was always going to be the test when we lost a couple of games. Now, last season, the wheels came off and we, we spiralled to one win in 19. He's obviously not going to get 19 games this time if we don't start winning. Um, so he has the... What he's got to do, he's got to he's got to find a way to find this bounce-back ability. Now, whether that's he takes the lads out and gets them pissed and buys them a curry or takes them to a strip club or whatever he does. I don't know what it is he does, but um, we have to get a result and soon, don't we? I, I agree, and that's why I say I think we've got he's got this month now of November to try and turn it around. He's got, what, two pizza cup games... We've got uh, the FA Cup. We have Doncaster at home who, 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 on paper's a winnable game. We then go up the road and we, do you know what I mean? That's massive to us. They look like, unfortunately, they're finding form under their new manager now, which is not what we want to see. But hopefully we've got there and, and that's a massive game for him. And then if he makes it that far, we have Notts County and Gillingham. Uh, I mean, but, but Lee, the, uh, although we've started well, and we have started well, and he's, done, he's done a great job. Make absolutely no mistake about it. If the wheels come off like they did last season and we don't act if, when we need to, we, we, it, there is potential we could go down. <laughs> I know that sounds dramatic and people say, oh, no, he's no chance. There is potential we could go. If we go 19 games without, and win one this season, we'll be down. So we... He, he, won't, he, he won't get 19 games this year. As I said, I think he's got no... He's got... If we don't win another game up until the end of November, then I can see us. We have to not see us. We have to do something about it. There's no and way. Incidentally, Lee, I think we will win them, and I think we'll keep until the end of the season. I think I actually do think he's he's a better manager now than he was last season. And whether he's the right man and all that, everyone else can argue about that. But I suspect that we will keep him and we'll finish mid-table. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's why I'm happy with a mid-table finish. I know people say, "Well, that's," do you know what I mean? We're we're where have your uh, standards dropped to that we're happy with mid-table? After the few years, I think we have to be happy with a mid-table finish. As uh, Don's vlog said earlier, Craig Copes only had one window. I would be happy with mid-table finish, though, if we were playing more of our youth team players, if we were playing McLean more, if we were playing Ball more, if we were playing Williams more, do you know what I mean? And, and, and bringing people through like that. But, yeah, I, I, get, I get your point. And as I said, I don't think at the moment he, he will have to... Uh, he will have to turn it round, and I think this month is huge for him. There's a lot of games going on because I know we've got the Pizza Trophy, and all the people say B Team Boycott and all that, but they're games that can be used to blood players in and, and get players back up to full full fitness and stuff, which is going to be good for us. We've also got the Scum game, which is going to be huge as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, before we wrap it up, because I do have to finish at nine, I did want to speak about the Don's Trust stuff, but I don't think I'm going to get time. Tonight, we did speak about it on the podcast. If you haven't listened to the podcast, we had Graham Stacey on, who was the ex-Don's Trust board member, uh, and we spoke about it. Uh, don't forget to use your vote. The general special general meeting uh, is going to be held at 7.30 on Wednesday, the 1st of November, at Plough Lane. Uh, yeah, very weird circumstances regarding, regarding that FGM, that you can vote beforehand and stuff like that. I don't really understand it all myself, but I've voted. Uh, yeah, so vote on the motions. 
uh, yeah, the nominations closed, I believe, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Matt, you know more about it. Matt, was the nominations closed yesterday? Yeah, nominations closed yesterday. They have promised us they will let the, um, uh, everyone will know how many people have gone up for nomination before the SGM. Right, because at the moment, I have not heard of one person that has put themselves forward to get on the Don's Trust board, which usually you hear people saying, yep, yeah, I'm doing it, I'm going to put myself forward. Very, very silent on this fact, and I'm very worried that we won't have a proper election. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I've only heard one person, uh, and it's not me, by the way. Um, but yeah, th- there's one person I know is 100% confirmed, but apart from that, I haven't heard anybody else. No, yeah, and it says, said, usually you do hear the ramblings. I'm gutted that we ain't going to get to round to it, but the, if I go on too much longer, the missus is going to kill me, and uh, I don't want that, and I want to eat my dinner, and then uh, get the little ones to bed, and then me and Mrs. Finch and get into bed. It's a Sunday night, so hopefully I'll get lucky. Right, anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks to everyone for speaking again this week. It doesn't work unless people come on and actually debate and, and speak about the good times and the bad. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, this has been the Woman's Had a Dream, the number one AFC Woman podcast. Have a good week. See you next weekend.